0: Hi guys and welcome back to the second series of the What About podcast. We're continuing the first of our mini-series of this year called 3D Modern Living. We're looking at three topics that practically affect the church and everyday life and hopefully you caught the first of these last month when we looked at the topic of depression and mental health and thanks for joining us today as we're chatting through the topic of discipleship. I'm really blessed to be joined this week by Anna Fry and Margaret Tai. Both Anna and Margaret are passionate about their own walk with Jesus and supporting others on. So it should be great chatting to them. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Well, do you want to uh, maybe as a little introduction, often get people to just introduce themselves a little bit? Uh, Anna, do you want to kick us off and then Margaret afterwards?
2: Yeah, my name's Anna. I'm 38, nearly 39. I've got four children. I'm a nurse and I'm married to Simon, who's the
1: pastor here at Christchurch. Yeah, I'm Margaret and I'm nearly 80, so very different age, but I have been a Christian for many years. And uh, have walked with Jesus for a long time through my life. I lost my husband 18 months ago, but God's been very good to me and I know his blessing in my life every day.
0: Mm. Amazing. Awesome. Maybe if we just open by chatting a little bit about personal discipleship and we'll move on to sort of discipleship as a discipling other people would... Mm in a minute. But first, maybe just take a couple of seconds to talk about your journeys of, of personal discipleship, how you guys have been shaped in your walk with Jesus over over your lives. And Margaret, do you want to kick us yeah.
1: off? Well, I was born in World War Two, and it was a time when people were very much having to be have a British upper lip to get on with life as it was, and to pull together. People were very good to one another. But although society as a whole honored god people didn't seem to realize that god was there to help them so people were doing a lot in their own strength and i grew up in a family where god was certainly recognized but and i always believed in god but what i learnt as a child was that to be a christian was to be a good person and to help other people and I didn't actually understand what it really meant to be born again into the kingdom of God. And I also had a strict upbringing. So although I knew I was loved, my circumstances were difficult from the start because my parents married just before my father went off to the Far East to fight in with the RAF. And um, I never met him till I was over three. And my parents had decided that they... We're not going to have children in wartime, and I happened to come after three days' honeymoon, so <laughs> <laughs> I was very unexpected and not totally welcomed. So I did find through childhood that, although I didn't recognise it at the time, I didn't really know what it was to be loved unconditionally. I had to work at being accepted, and it was quite strict in way that I was treated as well punishment could come quite easily so my view of God was very much formed in the way that I was brought up as a child
0: Hmm. how did you so then how did that change in terms of you coming to know Jesus in a more personal way
1: well when I was 14 I did become a Christian and thankfully we had a Sunday school teacher then who took us on as, as young people and taught us the gospel and I gave my life to Jesus and but my view of God was not totally of a good loving Heavenly Father. I felt that I really had to work to please him and I didn't know anything of the grace of God really for quite a long time because I was striving to do what I thought God wanted me to do without his help. I knew I was saved, I knew I had eternal life, but I also didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. So it came to a point in my life a lot later on when I just ran out of steam basically And I thought, the life that I'm living is not the life the Bible portrays. And from then on, I think God knew that I needed to change. And I was introduced to people who knew about the Holy Spirit. I was introduced to people who could help me to understand the grace of God. Well, I suppose for me, with personal discipleship,
2: I um, grew up in our home uh, with parents who loved Jesus, and they were first generation believers. So they brought us up just loving God, really. We always had the choice of whether we followed Jesus or not, it was never forced upon us. The, my parents were quite hot on that it was your walk with Jesus. And so as soon as you sort of hit teenagers, We were expected to spiritually feed ourselves. We went to church and they encouraged us to go to all church activities and there was a deep love for the church. But they they never sort of mollycoddled us in that. We had to look um, and read the Bible ourselves and pray and the push was actually that we would take responsibility for our own walk with Jesus. And for me, I was very blessed by God that I always have known God very close to me and even since little girl, I've been able to hear the audible voice of God, which I just thought everybody could. Until I was a bit older than I realised, not everyone can. And I've always known a deep closeness to God, which um, I'm so grateful for. And God's always put the right people in my life at the right time. And my I've been discipled by quite different people actually. And I've had periods in my life where I haven't had people discipling me, but. I loved discipleship from very early on so even when I was a teenager I ran a discipleship group where a group of girls would we'd get together and did like a systematic theology book together and we sort of discipled each other I suppose Mm. yeah
0: I think it is awesome isn't it that the church is filled with different people from different walks different journeys but one God who is drawing them together and near to him and, and bind them together in unity I think there's some parts of your story that I definitely relate to, Anna, in that my parents came to know, came to give their lives to Jesus when I think probably my sister was very young. And so they grew up within a sort of uh, secular Christian household, Church of Wales. So, so very sort of, you know, you went to church, did the things, but sort of my parents then came to know Jesus and got filled with the spirit. And I think there's some, there was something of an excitement of that in, in my house still, because they were sort of first generation in that way. And so... There was something really lovely about growing up in that environment, but it is lovely how sort of through your life, you know, God puts people in, in place, but also there's a, there's a part of our things, as you said, to seek, to look for those, yeah. those people. And yeah, why is it important to seek discipleship? Why, why can't we just go, oh yeah, we're saved. We're good. Let's move on and just carry on with our lives. Why is it important, so important to seek discipleship? Do you think?
2: I think it's the example that Jesus set, isn't it, early on? And actually, even in the Old Testament, you see, even with the the prophets, you know, how they even had discipleship running there, didn't they, where you had prophets who were more mature teaching younger prophets. You had, like, the house at Bethel, and you had that process of older, more mature believers teaching younger believers, this is how you hear from God, this is how you would give a prophetic word, this is an example of how you find an axe head. You know, all those different practical life stuff of when you haven't got enough food, how do you eat, what do you do? And you just see it all the way through the Bible. And when Jesus came to earth, it always strikes me as amazing that he picked 12 men, of which 11 would go on to be the church. And he could have advanced his kingdom in so many other ways. And yet he chose to invest himself in those 11 men and to teach them everything. So that they needed to be able to expand the kingdom of God to the whole of the known world at that point. And it's the example is there of actually discipleship is the way the kingdom expands. And I think I was just like reflecting my my life as I was growing up, my mum and dad, they were both grabbed by people when they first became Christians who discipled them. They wouldn't have used that phrase because I think it's quite a recent phrasing, isn't it, being discipled, but they discipled them. They taught them, this is how you read the Bible. This is how you pray. This is how we live as believers. Um, and one man, I know from my dad, my dad, the man who led the youth group when he became a Christian, that man prayed for my dad every day that he was alive. And I remember he apologised to my dad, he said, I didn't pray for you on one day, and that was the day I had a heart attack. Uh (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But he'd prayed for my dad every day of Mm. my dad's life, and actually a lot of their life, they weren't even living in the same place. But it is that deep connection of another person who is so who holds a spiritual responsibility for another person and so seeks to bring them closer to Jesus. And I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to be disciples, because we know if you're true to true to yourself and you look inside your heart, we know there's areas of our life that need that fine tuning and that becoming more like Jesus where we need to mature and actually I think the main characteristic of a believer is the humility to recognise that God has not placed us as individual believers sort of unconnected to each other. He chose to come to earth to give his three years of his life to training eleven men. Then he also appeared to Paul and that is how he chose to grow his kingdom is through discipleship and love and through the church and so that it's obedience to Christ is why we seek discipleship really.
1: Yeah all through the epistles we read about us becoming complete or mature and I think for some people their journey does begin and they receive help but for some people I think when they become a Christian they do not realise that there are so many issues mm. in their life that, like me, I couldn't understand the unconditional love of God. Mm. And they need a lot of help to be able to go on in this way. And sometimes they just think this is the way life is, even though they've become a Christian. Mm. And that is not God's way. Mm. So a, a verse I'd like to bring is Psalm 19 and verse 12, Um, which says David says who can understand his errors cleanse me from secret faults and I think a lot of people would when they become a Christian would not want to go out and steal something or hurt another person but they don't realize that because of the circumstances of life inside them there are things that are not helpful to their walk with God and things that God wants to heal and specifically would like to pick out forgiveness because for many people things have been done against them and they have not been able to understand what it means to forgive. And if you're in unforgiveness, you have, you're have you actually in torture, the Bible says, and Jesus told a parable about that. And it's like you can't be free if you're holding unforgiveness in your heart and you need to be able to come to that place through the help of God and his Holy Spirit to be able to forgive people and it can be a very big stumbling block and it can take quite a long time, but it is a very essential part of moving on with God, I think. And there are other things, when things are done against us, sometimes we feel angry but we don't actually express that anger, so there can be anger inside us and that affects us emotionally as well and we need to sometimes receive help from other people in order to come through these things and to have the uh, ability to be able to say I know something's wrong in my life but I want to get it right and could you pray with me could you help me could you teach me how I can come through these things Mm.
0: I think I think within that there's the that's the importance of being in family together being in close relationship with believers around you and in a local church environment isn't it in terms of mm. people that you can trust to speak into mm. your life when mm. those things mm. come up and people that you trust to open that to because you don't just walk to someone on the street no. and go oh here's no. all my hurt you want someone you trust and, and you're in relationship with mm. and 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 also who can see it and i think that's why it's so important to be constantly close into the church family mm. as well as because then people can see it and people can speak into your life. Mm. I mean, I remember, like, just as an example, when me and Catherine started dating, there were multiple things that, you know, I did that were stupid or, or, or you know, my you know little habits that I had. And she couldn't see them because we lived long distance. But as soon as we started living in the same town, more of them became clear. And as soon as we started living together, you know, she'd be like, oh, why did you do that with the, you know, the kitchen door? Why did you turn plug sockets off? You know, you've got to be in close contact for people to see everything in your life
2: i read this quote which um from uh, there's a contagious disciple making by david watson and paul watson it's a really interesting book and it says this it says a disciple is one who embraces and obeys all the teachings of christ and endeavors by word and deed to make more disciples A convert is one who practices a religion into which he or she was not born and may or may not encourage others to convert. Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything he has commanded us. And so I just thought that quote's really helpful on, you know, why do we seek discipleship? It's Mm -hmm. because there's a big difference between being a convert Mm -hmm. and being a disciple. Mm -hmm. A disciple is one who is obedient to the teachings of Jesus and follows him. And Jesus is clear that actually when we become to know and love him, that we become disciples of Jesus, but that we also are seeking to make disciples as well, and it's a process that should go round and round and round. Actually, that everyone should be discipling someone in some capacity, as when you come to faith.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a um, sometimes, and when you look at conversion, it's it sounds cold, doesn't it? It sounds um, a little bit like you're you know you're trying to get people into your club almost whilst actually discipleship is i've discovered this amazing thing you know and and i want you to know about it and i want you to be free in all that god's got for you Mm. and i think as we are go along that discipleship journey ourselves we learn more of god's amazing character and grace for our lives and and we get joy in that and we are able to then show that to more people which is is incredibly beautiful
2: and i thought it's interesting you know what margaret was saying that she came to faith but she still it was still trying to please god Mm -hmm. and actually it took people coming alongside her to say actually you know you what you need is the holy spirit Mm -hmm. you you do please god because jesus died on the cross and so you have his righteousness Mm -hmm. and actually, you're not supposed to walk your christian walk without the power of the holy spirit it's really hard work (laughs) jesus sent the holy spirit so that we could commune with god all of the time Mm -hmm and so you know but she needed someone to come alongside her and say oh this you know you need this area of your life it doesn't need to be this difficult we can you know let me show you what jesus taught and how we move in the holy spirit and
1: and receive the holy spirit yeah of course when i became a christian renewal hadn't really come into the church Mm. so i went many many years without actually knowing this power of the holy spirit it was a great joy when i did But I do think when people become Christians, we do need to talk to them about the Holy Spirit. And something I think is really important is that people understand what happens when they're born again because we pray a prayer of repentance, ask Jesus to forgive us, ask him to be our saviour, ask him into our life. But what does that really mean? And I think I've realised even quite recently really, that people do not have this understanding of what happens when we're born again, Mm. that actually, what does the new birth mean? It means we are in fact a new creation. Mm. We are in fact the complete person that God created us to be, and that our spirits are alive to God, and that he lives within us by his spirit, and that is such a most wonderful privilege, and that it's something that helps us to understand more of how we relate to God and how He relates to us. And because of my background, the other verses that I think are really, will have been very important to me, are Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are all his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. And I think sometimes when people become Christians, they want to get involved in serving God, but actually it, they don't quite understand how much God has already prepared for them and that what they do after they've become a Christian is not their own works but it's the works that God has prepared for them and in his grace he will help them to do the he has given us unmerited favour mm. and also unmerited blessing in our lives. And I think that's something that we really need to bring out too, that God is with us in everything mm. and he helps us through everything. Mm. And we're not alone. We're yeah. never alone to do these things. And God is there for us. And I think people it's really good when people understand how much God is for them mm. and how much he loves them and how much he wants to help them day by day. And I think during the recent days, being by myself now, I've understood much more of how God cares about even the smallest things in life and to relate to him and know that he will help. And sometimes he just goes before you and that's the most wonderful thing. But I think people need to know that God loves them so much and that his grace is there. and But he doesn't expect us to do anything without his help. Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's yes. It's it's not that people come along randomly in our lives to support. Mm. God has put pl- people in place. God mm. has uh, God provides with the Holy Spirit. Often He nudges at the time when He needs to because mm. that's what His plan is, and that's where His purposes are. He has such, and He takes such a d- delight in that when He sees His children growing and growing closer with Him, and when He sees them rely on Him. Mm. Like I always remember seeing uh, a friend of mine. And their child walking for the first time and holding the hands and doing the sort of, Mm. you know, step by Mm. step and often feel like, you know, sometimes when, you know, I get one step and God's like, yeah, we got the next one. And often just how our Heavenly Father looks on us in that he cares so much about what, and, and actually it's really interesting as well, because as an adult, we walk normally. But we take such delight when a child steps, and in some ways, God, you know, knows exactly. He's done all. He's gone forward, but He takes delight when we walk in Him, and He loves to to bless us and and take joy in that.
2: I just think as well when Margaret was talking about how people for many years kind of have, have prayed to become a believer, and then they sort of throw themselves into the church. They learn Christian language and Christian how we would behave on a Sunday I suppose and with other Christians but actually the transformation of their life is static and their actual knowledge of God is static as well and hasn't massively moved beyond when they first became a believer so actually if you don't seek discipleship you, you do tend to stay really static because it's, it's, it's a great sadness when you talk to people that have been Christians for, say, 15 years and you know there's a block in their life because of how their life looks, you know there's a block. And when you get to talk to them, you realise, oh, nobody has ever talked to them about the significance of past relationships, say, or of unforgiveness, like Margaret was saying, or of that they haven't fully grasped the grace of God. So they spend their they spent the last 15 years being grateful that God loves them, but living in horrendous guilt, mm. because they've never actually fully understood that you do become a new creation. And without that discipleship and accountability with another person, or a group of people just helping each other to become closer to Jesus, and, and correcting errors in our thinking, you you don't progress much in your walk with Jesus, which is a great sadness because actually God has so much more for us than just living a a life where Mm. you know that you're saved, but you also sort of feel like you're half stuck in the past and half here with Jesus and you don't, and you're still quite frightened about what happens when you die and you're afraid of illness and you know, you've got lots of fears surrounding your life when actually Jesus has a life of fullness and that's what he promises us.
0: Yeah. And that's probably a great um, place to sort of move on to the next topic, which is sort of a bit more sort of, you know, practically at Christchurch. What does discipleship look like here at Christchurch? You know, maybe you're listening in and what Anna and, and Margaret have said is really sort of brought something in your heart you're thinking actually no i am feeling a bit static i'm feeling like i'm i'm stuck or maybe some things of unforgiveness or anger have have really stirred something in your heart what can someone do you know what what are we what have we got here at christ church and we're like no we want you to be discipled we want you um to grow where can where can that happen obviously i know but i'm (laughs) asking for the guys at home
1: (laughs) I think it's really important that people are part of a small group really because Mm -hmm. it's easier to be able to share things and to really get to know people and to be able to be confident in people who they can share things with. Mm -hmm. I think that's extremely important and also of course hearing the preach on Sunday and often you know, that will speak things that are relevant to their lives but I do think relationship with other Christians is Mm -hmm. very, very important. Yeah,
2: and so we're really encouraging as a church at the moment. Size written a like discipleship course, and I think it's called becoming a disciple of Jesus, something like that. Anyway, it's got big letters on the front of
0: it, and a hand, and yeah. a
2: hand, yeah. yeah. And the point of that discipleship pack is that actually you start right from the very beginning when. When you first become a believer and then there's lots of helpful reading in there and helps you read through the Bible. And you're, you do the discipleship in a group of three or four of you. And some we call it facilitates because actually the person who's discipling, like leading the group, doesn't need to be a massively mature believer. They um, just need to be seeking Jesus, actually. And together you go through the Bible and you read helpful material and you challenge each other each time you meet and as a church we're really wanting as many people as possible to get into these groups of three or four and you may have a group say if you're a a bloke in the church you might have a group of three or four of you that you know are quite close and you know each other and you've been friends for years well Great, start a discipleship group together and start making that friendship a really deep Christian friendship and turning that friendship into something that's really fruitful for your walk with Jesus because you've already got the great base of openness with each other. And you just meet once a month, so it's not like a massive or every week we've got to try and find an evening no meet once a month it can be in the day it can be after church on a Sunday it could be Saturday lunchtime whatever works for you as a group and you go through this pack it has questions to ask each other and basically the point of the pack is to increase your knowledge of God through the reading of scripture but also to increase your understanding of God through scripture and through helpful biblical writing and books and resources and also to encourage deep relationship where you're accountable with people where you're looking at how does being a Christian affect every day of your life so how does it affect your relationships how does it affect your serving how does it affect your work how does it affect your family life and in these groups we're really hoping to mature the church as a whole that we mature in our love for Jesus and that as people are saved into the church they're scooped up by people like actually you've become a Christian I know you let me disciple you so if you if you want to make a discipleship group and you've asked a few of your friends in the church or people that you God lays on your heart in the church and you um think we're going to do this discipleship path together if you contact Jenny at the office she's got a list of who's in what group just so that we don't end up with a, like <laughs> replication happening but and if you feel God laying on your heart and you think do you know I'd love to be disciple but I don't really know who to ask contact Jenny and she knows who who are also saying actually I'd really love to disciple someone so it's something we're really encouraging people to do. So we really believe, you know, when Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, that actually it is our responsibility as a church to help people to mature in their faith and to disciple people in the ways of Jesus.
0: Mm. And it's important to note with that, the great thing about the discipleship, of course, that size put together is it's for everyone in that, you know, it's, there's different stages, you know, from whether you are a, yeah, you've just become a christian so you've been a believer for years and years you know there is always more to learn and there is always a greater depth of understanding you can have in who god is and 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 how he affects your life so yeah don't feel like you are either Mm. too mature for this or too immature for this yeah
2: so I'm running two discipleship groups at the moment one with ladies who are younger than me Mm -hmm. and one with ladies who are the same age as me and from each group we've all we've really Mm -hmm. really each of us have really grown in our walk and love for Jesus by by having each other so at the moment I'm doing this 30-day bible shred because Rachel DeJong is in my group and she was saying I I do this I just did this thing where for 30 days I listened to the bible and I got through the bible in 30 days listening to it audibly and um, walking as well to get outside and Healthy, but she. And
0: the whole Bible. Yeah, and she yeah. did it.
2: So I'm doing a 30 a day shred just doing the New Testament because I, I think that's more realistic. So. <laughs> yeah. um, but also just stuff like some. You can. So we can go into the group and someone can say, I'm really static in my reading of the Bible. I'm, I am reading it, but I'm just not enjoying it or getting anything from it. And other people in the group can say, Do you know, I've just started doing this to make the reading of the Bible speak to me more and you learn from each other and and it's it's wonderful it's really wonderful and i i just think as a church it's something we need to grab hold of and encouraging maturity in our faith you know if you've been a christian for 25 years but you know in your heart your knowledge of the lord is not deep then actually swallow your pride and and join a discipleship group because the Lord's got so much more for you, and actually a lot of that freedom will come through being with other believers. The Lord did not make us lone rangers; He put us into a family, and so we love each other and care for each other.
0: Margaret, do you, do you have anything to sort of add on that? I suppose as someone who's been walking with the Lord a little bit longer than. Than, than me and Anna as sort of that things that God has revealed to you even in the sort of short times that you thought oh my goodness how have I not mm, grasped mm. that years ago in terms of but you, mm. God still reveals things to you because I know yes. that was something you said. I before. think
1: it's so important for people to have a daily relationship with the Lord. And although there were some things that I wasn't taught when I was young, I was taught that a time with the Lord every day is very important. I didn't always find reading the Bible easy but I think, like you said Anna, in a group the Bible can become more alive mm. and when I was filled with the Holy Spirit it lit up so much more and I think it's it's such an important thing because it's our daily bread mm. and I do really feel that our daily time with God is so important I mean I know there are different seasons in life when you've got a house full of small children it's not easy there are different times in your life like by myself so I can spend more time with God but to even be able just to have a few minutes reading God's Word and relating to Him in prayer is so important I think I was so glad that was the one thing that I could hold on to right from the start when I became a Christian
0: Hmm amazing awesome i think probably just to just to draw to a close i'll just ask you guys to if you had sort of one sentence someone said to you something that you know discipleship one tip one sentence sort of what would it be
2: discipleship is essential for maturity in your walk with jesus and it involves humility and obedience
1: to jesus Amazing. And I think also I agree with that totally, but also to know God for who he is in a deeper way.
0: Amazing. Incredible. Thor, so, well, thank you so much for joining me, both of you. Thank you for your thoughts, your wisdom, uh, your hearts in this matter. We're going to be carrying on this series next month as we look at the subject of doubt. What does it look like to feel doubt, doubt of, of God, of faith, of our calling, but stick close to God and stay strong in him. We'll be announcing the guests on social media a few days before the podcast is released. So please stay linked in to our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. Have a great one.